0: Welcome to another episode of Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast and I am here with Cassie Vernier at the ESA conference and I'm super excited um, for this interview because um, yeah it's going to be awesome so welcome to the show Dr. Vernier. Thank you. All right, so if we can just go ahead and get started right away. Um, First of all, is this your uh, first ESA conference? Like, how many have you gone to? This is my first one. Wow. Um, I'm a social insect scientist, so I mostly go to social insect-only conferences. Okay. Um, But this is my first ESA, and it's exciting. Very cool. Yeah, this is where everyone is, so you can meet all kinds of people. Yeah. So where did you originally get interested in entomology?
1: So I was an undergraduate at the University of Michigan. Um, When I first started college I thought I wanted to do medical research but um, when I first started I, I started a undergraduate research program and they gave me like this this was back in the day when computers weren't really big thing. Mm-hmm. So they literally gave me a giant uh, binder of all the research opportunities. Oh my goodness. And one of them included studying. There was uh, no LinkedIn back then. No, no, yeah. no, Uh They, one of them included studying uh, social behavior in paper wasps. And okay. I thought that that was so interesting that I applied for it and I got the position. And so that's where I started. I started uh, studying paper wasps in the lab of Elizabeth Tibbetts at University of Michigan okay and now I
0: study honeybees cool all right so we'll get into that in a minute but um, you weren't interested in bugs growing up at all no I was actually afraid
1: of them Uh, I was terrified of social of uh, like bees and wasps and Mm -hmm. then um, as I started working in the lab as an undergraduate I started realizing that they're really cute and I fell in love with them and I've been Uh, obsessed
0: with learning more about their behavior ever since that's awesome all right so um, first let's like before we get any further uh, let's define for the for the for the listeners what is a social insect
1: so, a social insect is an uh, insect that lives with other members of its species um, and the level of sociality can vary. So you can have groups of, uh, of a few individuals that live in a colony or in the case of like honeybees, they have really large colonies that are composed of tens of thousands of individuals and social insects typically involve a queen um and then all of her offspring which are the workers and they all live together and they all work together to collect food and to take care of the eggs and the larvae and the and the young
0: okay very good so um uh, so now I wanted to go back to a little bit more of your schooling. So where did you uh, where did you uh, go to school um, and where did you go to college and all that? And where did you get your education?
1: Uh, so I did my undergraduate degree at the University of Michigan in ecology and evolutionary biology. And then I went to Washington University in St. Louis to get my PhD in um, ecology evolution and population biology okay and now i am a postdoc which is the stage between grad school and being a professor um, at the university of illinois where i work at the institute
0: for genomic biology Okay, very good. So uh, what was some of the research that you did back then? And then we'll get into your uh, your current uh, research. What, what was some of the research you did uh, for school? Okay, so um, when I was an undergraduate,
1: I studied um, different social signals in paper wasps. So what's interesting about paper wasps is that some species can actually signal to each other different aspects of their biology through the way that they look Hmm. and so their faces are different and they can tell each other um, in one species the amount of black uh, spots on their face can tell other wasps how like strong they are and whether or not they will basically kick another wasp's butt Hmm. Um, and then another species each individual has a different facial pattern um, kind of similar to humans where every human's face is different, they can use them to recognize each other. Interesting. Yeah, so that's, oh, that's really interesting. Okay. So that's what I studied um, as an undergraduate. Mm-hmm. And um, then in graduate school, I became interested in understanding more of how pheromones are made in insects. So okay. insects rely. Um, heavily on pheromones which are just like scents or 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 tastes um that they excrete from their bodies Hmm. and they use that to basically communicate with each other yeah and so i wanted to know in honeybee colonies um they have pheromones that are very specific to their colony and they use these to tell if um a bee that's coming into the colony is supposed to be there like if it's part of that colony or if it's an intruder because in honeybee colonies they will actually go to other colonies and steal honey and that's called robbing yeah and so I wanted to understand what causes different colonies to have different scents and so what I did was I um, through looking through other papers and different animals, I was finding that in other animal species like hyenas, they actually use bacteria in their guts to uh, produce different scents and that's how they can recognize different groups. Interesting. And so I wanted to know if that's what was happening in honeybees and so I tested that hypothesis and I found that different honeybee colonies have different communities of bacteria in their guts. Mm. And those communities of bacteria um, are used to make different scents that are excreted um, as certain compounds called cuticular hydrocarbons Okay. Um, on the exterior of the insect. And that's what they use to determine who is a member of their colony versus who is an intruder.
0: Wow, okay, so how can you even tell that? Like, how can you tell that it's that kind of pheromone that's being spread between two individuals.
1: So um, we did tests where we gave different... So the great thing about honeybees is that when they first um, become adults, they don't have a gut microbiome. They don't have any bacteria in their guts. So we can control what bacteria live in their guts by um, giving them, different, like basically feeding them different bacteria. And so that's what we did and we found that bees that had that were genetically related but had different bacteria in their guts produced different scents or different cuticular hydrocarbon profiles Um, and then bees that were unrelated that were given the same bacteria in their guts produced a similar scent and so it seems that it's controlled more by like bacteria in their guts than it is okay. through their genetic relatedness to each other huh
0: that's really interesting so so uh when you say their guts um bees have two stomachs right isn't that right a social social stomach and a and uh i don't a, know what they like call like a digestion yeah and actually yeah. like for them you know um so which which ones which one of those do they use for that the social stomach or no so the social
1: stomach actually doesn't have very much bacteria in it Mm. another name for the social stomach is the crop and that's actually been found to have very low levels of bacteria Hmm. and so like further down the digestive tract um, you have the mid-gut and the hindgut, and those are the two parts of the gut that have um, much higher levels of bacteria. Yeah. And so we found that it's mostly dependent upon the bacteria in those two parts.
0: Yeah, and it, actually now that I think about it, it would make sense that the, that the social stomach wouldn't have much bacteria in it because that means they would be spreading it between workers, yeah. And if it's bad bacteria, that would be good. So I can see I can see that now. That makes a lot of sense yeah. actually. Yeah, so uh, is that work that you just that you did um, for your PhD? Is that kind of extended to what you've done now or are you doing something different now?
1: Yes, so now I am looking at um, so in that part of my research, it's showing that the gut microbes or the gut bacteria can influence the smells of honeybees. Um, And so it's something that is occurring like within the abdomen of the insect. Mm -hmm. And now I want to know if it can influence behavior by affecting the brain. So I'm looking at how gut microbes can interact with the brain of the insect to influence behaviors. And I'm looking specifically at whether certain bacteria can cause honeybees to... Um, To change their behavior from working inside the hive to foraging outside of the hive Mm. so in honeybees uh, they have age related division of labor which means that what they do depends on their age Mm -hmm. and so we know that there is this transition in behavior um, around three weeks of age um, that is associated with different levels of gene expression um, but it's not really known like what what major things cause that change. And so mm. one aspect um that could be doing that is changes in the different bacteria that live in their gut.
0: And interesting. You know. Yeah, wow. That is really cool. So um yeah, so you got originally inter- interested later on not as a kid like some people, so I, like, um, I always like to see the difference in the paths in entomology yeah. um, and how different everyone is. So that's really cool. Um, So in the world of entomology and just in general, um, do you have anyone that you look up to or who is your, is there someone that inspired you to do what you did? And you talked about that a little bit, but yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, I was very much inspired by my mentors throughout um, undergraduate and graduate school and um, as a postdoc. Um, So probably my biggest... um, The the people that I look up to most are those mentors. So when I was an undergraduate, I really looked up to uh, Elizabeth Tibbetts, who's a professor at University of Michigan. Um, And then in graduate school, I worked with Yehuda Ben-Shahar. And I uh, really look up to him. I think that he is a great scientist and he um, is very supportive mentor. And so he's the type of person that I would want to be as a professor. Um, and then other than that, um, I am, uh, very inspired by, um, uh, a lot of other scientists, uh, of course, like Darwin, but, um, I'm also really inspired by Jane Goodall and just other people like that, that like to study
0: animal behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely, um, people to look up to in the world of science. Um... So yeah, uh, what are some other things that you like to do with your spare time? What are some hobbies that you enjoy to go to to get away from work or school?
1: Yeah, so um, other than science, I really enjoy doing crafty type things. So I like to sew, I like to make quilts. Um, I may or may not have made a few social insect inspired quilts. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And um, just recently I've gotten into pottery. um, And so now I'm making mugs and Bowls and stuff like that. That's and it's fun. It's just fun. I just like working with my hands and making, having something, producing something yes. that I can actually physically touch and, and use. use.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And those are actually usable things that are actually helpful to you. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Alrighty. Um, so, what are kind of your plans for the future? Do you have um, any goals you wanna you wanna meet or um, experiments you wanna do or places you wanna go? Um, you want to shift focus a little bit? What do you want to work on in the future?
1: I do want to continue looking at the role of um, gut bacteria and how they influence behavior in um, insects, both in honeybees as well as uh, fruit flies. Um, and I want to study more uh, genetics of these interactions, including what genes within bacteria can cause behavioral changes in the host. Interesting. Um, And specific genes in the in the insect host that interact with um, gut microbes to influence their communities my ultimate goal is to become a professor um, and to have my own research lab at a
0: research university okay very cool sounds good all right so um, where can the viewers go to follow along with your work. So do you have a website or Facebook, Instagram, anything like that that they can follow along? Yeah, I do not have social media. I don't blame you. (laughs)
1: Uh, But um, you can follow my work through um, my two uh, labs websites. So that would be the Ben Shahar Lab at the Washington University in St. Louis and the Robinson Lab at uh, University of Illinois. And okay. I will hopefully make my own
0: website soon. Yes. But I very don't currently cool. have
1: one.
0: <laughs> That's okay. No no big deal yet. Yeah. Um, they can follow along on those websites anyway, and I'll leave them in the description of the episode. Um, so, yeah, with that, um, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a really good time to um, learn about what you've done. It's really interesting. Um, social insects are fascinating to me. So um, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. Yep.